Our text on this All Saints Day and the celebration of uh, the 170th anniversary of our church and school is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Blessed are you. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, when some Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him about the location of the kingdom of God, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. In other words, it's wherever Jesus is. Wherever Jesus is, there is his kingdom. And Jesus has promised to be right here in our midst as well, by his name and word and with his very body and blood. And then Jesus said this about the kingdom. He said this, it is your father's good pleasure to give it to you. The King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, has been in our midst here at Trinity for 170 years and counting through his name and word and very body and blood, just as he promised. God the Father has given us all the blessings of his kingdom through his son, Jesus Christ, and he has promised that we will continue to be blessed in and through him right now and forever. The Beatitudes start out by saying these two words. Jesus states them. He said, blessed are. Note its present tense. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So the question is this, who are the blessed? What does that mean? It's as my old professor, Dr. Nagel, used to say, it is those who are nothing but given to by God. For 170 years and counting, Trinity has been blessed by the mercy of God, as the mercy bell reminds us. And being at the mercy of God means that you are nothing but given to by God. You bring nothing, he gives it all. Everything he is and has to you. Jesus' words engraved on the bell tell us what he has come to do and not do. Quote, I have, come not, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I've come to call them to repentance, to, to change. Salvation does not come from us, from what we do or don't do, because it doesn't belong to us. We're all poor, miserable sinners. As John writes in the book of Revelation, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. For 170 years, the Lord has opened the door of his church here at Trinity for the poor in spirit, for those who mourn for the meek and for the pure in heart. And notice what John says, whoever hopes in him purifies himself. So why does he say this? He wants you to have that comfort and peace of these words, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, theirs is the comfort of new life with God and each other. For the Lord has promised 
that they will inherit the earth and see God with their own eyes. Wow. These people were and are those who are nothing but given to by God. They are all gathered around the Lamb, the Lamb on his throne, the Lamb on his altar, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This mercy that they received was extended to others in this place as God's word and spirit was at work in them throughout their lives. I think of the saints who have gone before us this past year, and I will name those who I knew quite well. Let me put that another way, who I know quite well. They're part of those saints who surround us now in the kingdom of God in heaven. I think of Judy, who extended the mercy of God to others through Stephen Ministry, L.W. Mel, and in her singing. I think of Deborah and Margaret, Deborah, the soprano. I can still hear those, that high pitch from her coming from the balcony, who took care of the flowers around here at Trinity. I think of Margaret, who I can't count how many funerals she sung solos for me at, singing, proclaiming the love of God in Jesus Christ. I think of Dale, who in his vocation helped us to purchase the early childhood center. I think of Gary, who for years and years and years was afflicted with Parkinson's disease, but he never complained. He looked to Jesus, and he was involved in so many and varied ways in service to the Lord and his church, for he understood that when I am weak, then I am strong, relying on the love and the grace of God that comes in Jesus Christ. I think of Harold. What a great dad who was faithful in passing along the word of God to his children. Just a few weeks ago, I got the call, went to Aurora Grafton, walked into the emergency room, and his entire family was there as he was slowly but surely dying. And I did the commendation of the dying with him. Family, everyone there. And what a beautiful thing, because as the song Abide With Me was sung, he went from the arms of his family into the arms of our good shepherd who carried him through death to eternal life. And his children, they rejoiced. They rejoiced in the gift of their dad, in the gift of God who promises that we will have life together with him and one another throughout all eternity. I think of Kekue, who was from Japan, and became a member of the Holy Christian Church here, and how with her Japanese food would go to people who uh, were hurting to bring them comfort. 
I think of David, who worked really, really hard to provide for his family, to make sure they had everything they needed. I think of Ed, who whether in the nursing home at, or at home, he was content whatever the circumstances. He knew the love of God in Jesus Christ. I think of Glenn, who was a grandfather who needed to be a dad to the grandkids, and he was a faithful dad. I think of Dennis, my math teacher in high school, I think of how he said, quote, a day without math is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> well, he's got that right. He knew the math of God, that all of our disorderedness, all of our problems, they're solved by Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. I can still see him today at the rail right here when I fumbled the host. He got it but him coming up, making the sign of the cross. There's my hope. There's the answer. Jesus is the answer. He gives life and peace to all. And finally, I wasn't there, but Pastor Berg was called to Sharon Richardson to see Bob Tomek. And they said, he won't hear you, Pastor. He hasn't been awake, conscious for like a day or two. And what we do always is we trust the Word of God to get through, and sometimes we get the bonus of hearing, it, hearing how it gets through. Pastor Berg said, Bob, and Bob said, hi, Pastor. <laughs> and then he says, Pastor, let's sing matins together. That's a word service in your hymnal that he did by heart in front of his entire family who were gathered there in different places in the faith, and he confessed the faith beautifully. My favorite is, though, that pastor and be still and know that I am God, apparently started losing it a little bit with tears. And he said, Bob spoke out and he said, Pastor, stop it. We have two more verses. <laughs> <laughs> he was carried through death to eternal life the very next morning. You see, for 170 years and counting, Trinity has been blessed by the communion of saints. Pastor Schmidt here mentioned to me yesterday, he said, do you realize what an incredibly wonderful congregation this is. And I said, oh yeah, we do. And the longer we're here, we see it, how the word of God bears fruit in people's lives. Thank you, pastor, for teaching them, for passing along the torch that we can build on the love of God that has been proclaimed here for 170 years, including through you. Thank you. On the communion of saints bell, it says, come for all things are ready. All things are ready. That's what the ringing of the communion of saints bell reminds us. For as Jesus says in our text, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. The stuff of the world, it doesn't satisfy. You just want more of it and you just never get fulfilled. This stuff right here, it satisfies, it makes satisfaction for your sins. And it satisfies you with life in the full. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life in the full. And in him we have life in the full it was, as it was created and redeemed to be. And you'll know the fullness of that in the new heavens and the new earth. As Isaiah reminds us, on this mountain, the Lord has made for all peoples a feast.
This is the feast of victory for our God, a victory that is won in and through the love of God. For 170 years and counting, Trinity has been blessed with gifts that give life by the Word of God, as we are reminded by the big, big bell, the voice of the sun bell. Jesus' words engraved on it tell us what happens to those who hear his word, to those who are nothing but given to by God. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, and he basically says that, so mark this well. This holds, truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Behold, we are God's children now. The words the Lord has spoken to us are spirit, and they are life. We have his life now. God is now not just his father. He's our father in heaven. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Now, like the prophets and apostles who went before us, you will be persecuted for righteousness' sake, and people will utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of Jesus. They will do that because they don't believe in him yet. But please remember, every single human being on this earth, even his enemies, these are people for whom Christ died and rose from the dead, and he waits to come again in glory because he wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Remember that once you were not a people, but now, now, you are the children of God. So Jesus says, take heart, take heart. Yours is the kingdom of God, and in that kingdom there is eternal joy and peace with God and one another. And not even the gates of hell can prevail against it. Or as the Apostle Paul says, neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons nor any powers, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who is in our midst right here and now, giving us his kingdom. The saints who have gone before us here at Trinity for 170 years, what do they all have in common? Not much, you might say, because they come from all walks of life. But there is this, sin and death. Yet we also heard that they have something else they all have in common. They are clothed in white robes. For they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, robes once black and filthy with sin, now washed by the red blood of the Lamb, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. From the tree of sin, they have been grafted into the family tree of Jesus and are now all sons of God. Sins forgiven, grace received, for the wages of Jesus' death, of Jesus' death, you know what the wages are? It's life. So they all have this in common too. They're all saints, every last one of them. They're all saints, God's saints, 
made saints by him, made saints by him. And so we rejoice with all the saints, and they rejoice with us, along with angels, archangels, all gathered around the Lamb, the Lamb on his throne, the Lamb on his altar. One holy communion, the communion of saints. It's the church of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. You who are nothing but given to by God. You are blessed in and through him, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.